Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it will get you, though? For just 20 bucks a month, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from my sponsor and my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. Choose a wireless company who shares our values. Go to puretalk.com slash jesse to switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. That's puretalk.com slash jesse. Tax day. That's a good time. We'll have a little talk about where your money's going. Abby Johnson joins us. We have a whole bunch tonight, and I'm right. You know what's wild? is how you can tell people's priorities by what makes them angry. Like today's tax day. We'll get to that in a moment. But like me, for instance. You could, I, I could look out the window of the studio right now and see my car on fire. And I wouldn't be happy. I'd be upset. But I wouldn't probably yell or scream or throw anything. It would be all, well, let's call the fire department. I guess the insurance company going to need a new car. I'd be okay with it. But if I ordered a double cheeseburger right now, really hungry, I ordered a double cheeseburger, and they brought it to me while I'm giving you, I'm right. And they put it down in front of me, and I opened it up, and they forgot to put cheese on the burger. This has happened to me before. You'd see the blood vein in my head just coming out. It reveals my priorities. Misplaced, I realize, but priorities. Think about all the things we riot about and complain about and protest about in this country. There are a lot of them, and many of them are very justified. Many of them are crap. It just totally depends. But you know what's wild? 
You never get a protest, a significant protest, a significant movement of any kind that costs people their jobs, their jobs in elected office. You never see this overspending. And that's so wild how we as Americans have depersonalized taxes. Because think about this. You're being taxed at what, 25%, 30%? I don't even know what we pay anymore. I just don't know. Just take the money out. But it's a lot. So that means if you worked nine to five today, you put in an eight hour day, you dedicated the first two hours of your day, three maybe, of your day to the federal government. You sat there doing whatever you do and you worked exclusively for the federal government. Now, if I'm dedicating that portion of my day and you're dedicating that portion of my day and you're taking my money, I would like to know a real accounting of what you're doing with it. You better be being real careful with my money that you took from me. And they're taking a lot. Did you know what they took last year? $4.2 trillion out of your pocket. Just for reference, because that's such a big number you don't know, in 2020, they, they took $2.76 trillion. And look, I, I'm not pointing fingers here, because I'm not out there rioting in the streets either, but how does that not make us irate? How do we, how do we not look at numbers like that, of the federal government looking at us like sheep that need to be, what do they call it, shorn, shaven? Whatever they do, and they shave the sheep down. How's that not a big deal to us? I mean, what are we paying for? Well, here's Janet Yellen on the Inflation Reduction Act. The Inflation Reduction Act is, at its core, about turning the climate crisis into an economic opportunity. Treasury is playing a central role in the Inflation Reduction Act's implementation effort. An estimated $270 billion of the law's investment is delivered via tax incentives. You worked today for the first two, three hours of your day. Yesterday too, tomorrow as well. And you're dedicating that time so the federal government can steal your money and attack oil and gas, which runs the entire planet. They take your money, they attack oil and gas, and they hand your money out to their solar panel friends. And we don't protest. No national outrage. Nothing. And, and you know what's maybe the grossest part about this? Like we've talked about several times before on the show, the climate change, going green, Mother Earth movement. It sounds so nice, doesn't it? Even if you don't believe in it, it sounds nice. I mean, they only care, right? Who doesn't care? They care about the Earth. They care about the Earth. My liberal Aunt Peggy, she has a Save the Planet bumper sticker on her car, and she just cares about the Earth. Your liberal Aunt Peggy is more genocidal than Mao, even if she doesn't know it. The climate change movement treats carbon like a poison, and their response to that is, we need billions of people to die. Look, don't, don't tell me I'm in over the top. These people have written down these things several times. Your climate change, Aunt Peggy, 
well, her core belief is that billions of people need to die. Even Hitler didn't think like that. Mao didn't think like that. Oh, I know, no, don't get me wrong. I know this time it's different because this time it's for the greater good. No one's ever used that line before, of course. Now, maybe you think I'm being over the top. You know how much of the world eats rice? Now, I personally think rice sucks. But you know that three and a half billion people, their diet is based on rice. It is really what the world eats. Well, what do you think these people are going after next? What accounts for 10% of global emissions of methane? It's not belching cows or landfills, but rice. Scientists say if the world wants to reduce greenhouse gas emissions, the staple crop cannot be ignored. They're going to get those billions dead one way or the other. If I wanted to kill half the planet, I'd find what half the planet eats, and I'd find a way to destroy it. So keep that in mind. And maybe the most frustrating thing about this is we're staring this genocidal movement in the face that we're funding with our tax dollars. We're staring this genocidal movement in the face, and instead of everyone, every sane person locking shields and saying, no, we're not doing it, absolutely not, we get the most powerful entities in our society lining up with them, with the bad guys. Even freaking NASCAR. Did you see this? NASCAR, net zero emissions by 2035. As if emissions matter. Even the car racing professional sport, if we're gonna call it that, is all in on the genocidal movement. And let's do remember, you're all in too, I'm all in too, with our taxes. And speaking of our taxes, let's go back to that really quickly. Uh, federal government's more than happy to hand out boatloads of our tax dollars to airline industries every time they go bankrupt, which seems to be every other week. And yet Southwest Airlines has grounded flights again. And something else we're paying with your tax dollars and my tax dollars, we're paying the salary of people like the Transportation Secretary, Rear Admiral Buttigieg. Now that we have those commitments uh, that were made to us over the summer, we're going to be using that as a tool to hold them accountable. And I made that clear to uh, Southwest leadership. Now, they did, uh, the CEO pledged to me uh, that they will not only meet, but they will exceed uh, the customer service standards and, and commitments that, uh, uh, that they have made to us in the past and uh, that we're in a position to enforce. That's right. Oh, but wait, there's one more thing that you went to work today to fund. Oh, there's lots more things, but we're, we're, we're pressed for time around here. The open border. Did you know that the federal government under the Biden administration is actually paying money every day to keep the border wall from being built? You're paying, I'm paying. You went to work today, I went to work today to pay the federal government to open up our border on purpose. Wrap your mind around how crazy that is. Mayorkas had to sit down today in front of Josh Hawley and he did not enjoy the experience. What we do is we enforce the law. But let me just say this. <laughs> You're it is, not. It is stunning to me, stunning to hear you say that the prior administration reunited children 
with their parents. Oh, I see. When so this fact, is their fault? When in so fact, you're not going to take any responsibility for the indentured servitude and exploitation of children that is happening on your watch. A moment ago, you were crowing about the fact that you treated children so well, and yet we find tens of thousands of children who are forced to work as slaves because of your policies, and you turn around and blame a prior administration. Mr. Secretary, this is par for the course for you. You do it every time you appear before this committee. You do it every time you appear before Congress. I, for one, am sick and tired of it, and thousands of children are in physical danger, danger, because of what you are doing. You should have resigned long ago, and if you cannot change course, you should be removed from office. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Hey. We paid for that too. Oh, oh, wait, one last thing. I tweeted that was the last thing, but I lied. One last thing. Let's do remember, you went to work today. You worked the first two, three hours to fight for Ukraine. The Ukrainian people are courageous and innocent, and they deserve our help. President Zelensky is an inspiring leader, but the most basic reasons for continuing to help Ukraine degrade and defeat the Russian invaders are cold, hard, practical American interests. All that may have made you uncomfortable on a tax day, but I'm right. We're not done yet. We have all kinds of stuff. Abby Johnson is going to give us some pro-life scoop, some information that may be hard to hear but necessary to hear, and she's going to give that to us next before we get to that. Let us talk about at least one thing good. Right. Has to be something out there. Well, there is. Air purifiers. We have one. I've had them forever. I've had them since I was 10. We moved to Montana, and my allergies got so bad that we've always had air purifiers. And they helped. They helped. I've never had one that eliminated my allergies until I found the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. It kills the viruses and mold in the air. There's no filter to replace. It's just this little black box that goes right in the wall. This thing is miraculous, man. EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE, gets you a three-pack of these things for $200 off. Keep one in your bedroom, one in your kid's room or kitchen, one in your general living area. A lot of people buy them and put them in their office, too, which we do as well. I own six of them now, but miraculous. You will see such a difference in how you breathe and how your eyes feel. Go to EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE. All right? We'll be back. And later, one woman says being pregnant in Florida is like a death sentence. How the state's abortion rollbacks are putting women's lives in harm's way. <laughs> Joining me now... Abby Johnson, former director of Planned Parenthood, now one of the great pro-life advocates we have in this country, author of the book Life to the Full. All right, Abby, it's easy for me to hear things like that. It's a death sentence and roll my eyes and snicker like I just did. It's just instinct. But there really are women who believe that, aren't there? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, that really, honestly, was what initially drew me into volunteer and work with Planned Parenthood. You know, women are going to die. If women don't have access to abortion, they're going to die. This is, it, that has been the narrative of Planned Parenthood and the abortion 
movement for many, many years, for decades. Uh, that was one of the reasons that that Roe was instituted in the first place. Um, but look, here's the deal. Here's the reality. Texas and many other states have now for months, okay, now almost a year, have been abortion free. And I'll have you know, there has not been one woman who has died in the state of Texas from a back alley abortion, from lack of access to abortion. Women are doing just fine in the states where abortion has been banned, where abortion is illegal. Not one back alley clinic in sight. And women are doing just fine. Women are thriving. And also uh, babies are doing better because their mothers can't kill them here in these conservative states. Freaking wonderful. Okay. Why do they believe this then? Because it's not something that's real. So it's it, this is such a difficult disconnect for those of us on the right, myself included. Okay, it's not something that's real, but you think it's real. Why do you think it's real? It's not real. It's not really there. So why do they think this stuff happens? You know, I think if I think when people say things enough times, they really do believe it. I think that these these women and particularly younger women they just they hear these things in the media they and it i mean it is it is the uh the acceptable narrative and i mean so many things right that we know are scientifically not true we hear women say uh you know that i i you know i hear people still say that a a, a child in the womb is a parasite i mean that's not that's not factually true. It's not medically true. It's not scientifically true, um, but they say it. I hear people say that uh, a, a child in the womb, a human being in the womb is not human. Well, it can't be anything else. A, a human woman has never given birth to anything else except for a human. But when people say these things enough times, when they say a lie enough times, they will begin to believe it. And when you have the liberal media also, I mean, essentially in cahoots with the, the abortion lobby, um, you've got it being shoved down your throat 24 hours a day, you know, telling you, no, this is true, this is true, this is true. And I think these women, they just, they feel like they don't have any other option but to believe it, especially because so many of these women have had abortions. Right, so they're like, oh, of course it's not a life. Of course it's not a baby. Of course I didn't kill my baby, uh, right? So they need to believe the lie. Ah, that makes sense. Guilt has got to play into it. Okay, well, you mentioned the states which are banning it. Tell me about some wins. Give us what, what legislative wins have we had out there? Well, I mean, look, uh, like I said, there's a lot of states now where you can't even get an abortion. Um, of course, uh, Texas is one of them, uh, Tennessee, there's many other states. Florida just had a huge win, of course. Uh, so, many Ron, so many Ron DeSantis fans, and he just did something amazing. He signed the Florida heartbeat bill. Uh, in Florida, there was, uh, of course, a, a a ban on abortion up to 15 weeks gestation. Now he signed the uh, Florida heartbeat bill, which now blocks abortions essentially after six weeks in pregnancy. That is a huge win for babies, a huge win for women. Uh, there are five states in the United States. Now this is before Roe. 
was overturned. There were five states in the United States that made up over 50% of the abortions in our country. And it was Texas, California, New York, Illinois, and Florida. And now in two of those five states, abortion is either illegal or severely restricted. And that is a huge win for mothers and their babies. Gosh, that's freaking wonderful. That's wonderful. But of course, the abortion industry doesn't stop for a variety of reasons. The abortion pill, well, here was Joe Biden. I think it's outrageous what the courts have done relative to concluding that they're going to overrule the FDA and whether it's going to be safe. The abortion pill, where'd this thing come from? They seem to love it now. It's 50% of abortions, as you obviously know. I never even heard of the abortion pill until a few years ago. Yeah, so it's been around now for over a couple of decades. Uh, it's it's kind of changed in the way that it was rolled out. So initially, uh, it was rolled out in the U.S. Uh, you know, you take this pill, this first pill, Mifeprex. Let me kind of explain it. So the first pill, Mifeprex or uh, Mifepristone, that's the pill that actually starves the baby to death. It it shuts off progesterone, and progesterone is basically food for a baby. It's what keeps the baby alive. And that pill starves the baby of progesterone. Then you go home and completely unsupervised, all alone in your dorm, in a hotel room, in your bathroom at home, uh, you take these four pills. And uh, before, when when the pill was first rolled out, you inserted these four pills vaginally. And almost immediately, you begin having very intense cramping, you begin hemorrhaging, and those pills cause you to pass your baby into your toilet. And the woman then has to make a decision. Do I flush this baby down the toilet? Do I scoop the baby up out of my toilet? What do I do? Um, Of course, inserting the pills vaginally is a huge shock to a woman's uterus. It caused many cases of uterine rupture. Um, some cervical damage to some women. And so uh, the abortion industry said, you know what, we're, this is not good, you know, doing, doing this particular routine. So we're going to change it. We're going to give them ifepristone like usual. Um, but now we're going to have the women take the, the misoprostol at home orally. And so it's not going to be, you know, as a shock to the uterus and maybe it will prevent so many uterine ruptures. So that is what happened. Uh, It was a little bit safer for women. Of course, never safe for a baby, always kills a baby. Um, But they did find that there weren't so many uterine ruptures um, and it was a little more, a little less risk of hemorrhage taking the pills orally. Well, now, uh, we've had this case now, and, and rightly so, the FDA did just push mifepristone through without appropriate trials, without appropriate, appropriate study. They pushed it through, of course, because they the FDA, they're in bed with you know this liberal agenda. They want to kill as many babies as possible. So rightly so, this judge says, look, this was not done appropriately. You've got to go back and fix this thing. This is not right. This is obviously not safe for women. So he puts puts a halt on mifepristone, and uh, but of course the abortion industry they're not going to miss a beat, right? Because they already have an arsenal of other ways to kill a baby through pills. 
So they are ready to begin misoprostol only abortions. So here's the here's the really scary thing though, okay, about misoprostol only abortions. Basically, in a misoprostol only abortion, I said that the mifepristone will kill the baby before the woman delivers it. In a misoprostol only abortion, you don't have that mifepristone pill that kills the baby first. So these women are going to be now back to inserting the misoprostol vaginally. So now we're at significant risk of perf- of rupturing that uterus again. They don't care. The abortion industry doesn't care. But secondly, now these women are not going to be delivering a dead baby. These well, women are going to be delivering a live baby. And these women are possibly going to see their babies being delivered from their womb. And depending on how far along they are, they might see their babies take a breath. And can you even imagine what that is going to do to these women? They're not gonna be told that. They're not going to be told that that's a possibility. But can you imagine how traumatizing that is going to be for these women who think, oh, I'm just gonna go home and I'm just gonna pass some tissue. It's gonna be no big deal, right? Because the abortion industry has told these women that aborting your child through the pill is no different than taking a Tylenol. In fact, I have an email in my inbox right now from NARAL and the subject line says, safer than Tylenol. And they're referring to the chemical abortion pill, the same pill that kills a child safer than Tylenol. Abby, keep doing what you do. I appreciate you very much. Come back soon. Thank you. Anytime. It's heavy, right? We have to talk about this reality because no one else will give women this reality. It's all these safe, fluffy terms, compass cells, take a pill, Tylenol. We have to educate ourselves and other people, right? All right. Now, let's talk about feminism. That's always a good time, isn't it? You know, you know what this country needs? You know why we've seen the rise of feminism? Because we've seen the drop of testosterone. The two correlate. The more feminist hags we've gotten, well, they're there because there aren't enough strong men to tell them to pipe down and calm down. That always works. Testosterone levels are in free fall. Chuck will get them back up. 20% increase in your testosterone levels in 90 days with natural herbal supplements. Ladies, don't think it's just for the men because they have all kinds of natural herbal supplements. Highest quality there is, female vitality stack. You want to be full of pep in the afternoon instead of full of coffee again? Go to choq.com, promo code JESSE, gets you 35% off subscriptions. Chalk.com, promo code JESSE. We'll be back. There are also people who do have like a slightly condescending but well-meaning attitude of like, well, people are young and like, how do we, you know, that is a huge decision. I'd love to hear from all of you about like why we can trust kids to like tell us who they are. Joining me now, Mary Harrington. She's an author of Feminism Against Progress. Mary, why can't we just let kids tell us who they are? Well, because they don't know. I mean, by, but my, my daughter, my daughter, my, my, if my daughter says she's a cat, I'm, I'm going to be like, you're six. 
you know, sure, we can, you can play at being a cat, but you're not a cat. I, I'm not going to go and get her an operation to, to have a tail and some ears grafted onto her. That's just not happening. Mary, what's wild is what you just said is the most normal, common sense thing. And really, for all of human history, everyone would have heard you speak those words and say, well, yeah, obviously, that's obvious. Everyone knows that. Yet today, that's controversial and thought of as hateful. How did we change so much in like the last 15 minutes? Well, here's the thing. I, I don't actually think it was the last 15 minutes. I think it's taken a whole lot longer than that. It's just become, it's just been radically accelerated recent, in recent years by the arrival of the internet. But actually the the origin point, in my view, of, the, of where we've got to on all of this was the arrival of the birth control pill. Because that was the first transhuman technology, which said to women, okay, you, you can be free and you can be people to the extent that you're willing to use this technology to make you interchangeable from men. And and that was the that that was our entry point into a completely different understanding of what medicine is, and a completely different understanding of what freedom is, and a completely different understanding of what feminism is, and or at least it travels under it travels under the banner of feminism. But I think it's more something more like a libertarianism of the body, which says we can we can change our bodies to be whatever it is that we want them to be, and we have a right to do that. And if you try and stop me or tell me that there are any limits on what I can do with my body, you're infringing my civil rights. And really, that's what Daniel Radcliffe is saying there. He's expressing that libertarianism of the body. And he's saying that actually all we are is this sort of in, in, nameless internal essence. And we have a right to do whatever it is that we want with our bodies to to, to make it fit our, our inner essence. But the, but the problem is, I mean, this, this is clearly not somebody who spent very much time around children, because this, this is just not true. You know, if you if anybody who's met children or anybody who has children knows that they're incredibly suggestible, they don't know who they are. Uh, they, it, it's our, it's our job as adults to set boundaries with children, and it's our, it's our duty, frankly, as adults, um, to set boundaries with children. But, but we've been living for fifty years now in and under an order which says it's a fundamental precondition for women's freedom that they should be able to fiddle with their endocrine systems in order to make them, make us interchangeable from men. And, and from, from that perspective, um, it's, it's hard to see why we shouldn't extend that to people who want to fiddle their, with their endocrine systems so they can resemble women in order to gratify a sexual fetish, for example, or fiddle with their endocrine systems because they, they think they might be, they might be molested less at school if they look like a boy rather than a girl. Um, what, what, why, why should we, why should we be able to take, to take fake hormones to do one thing and not the other? Um, so there's a you can draw you draw a straight line from the sexual revolution to the arrival of transgender of, of the transgender movement. And really the main thing which has accelerated it in recent years and which has made it seem so much more extreme and so much more in demand, particularly among the young, is the fact that most kids now grow up socializing in Minecraft or 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 or, or Instagram or whatever. And so they're just used to interacting in a way which is separate from their bodies. So they genuinely believe that who they are has nothing to do with what their body is like and they should be able to fiddle with their bodies as they see fit. So those those are really the two factors. 50 years of, trans, of, of, of the pill um, accelerated by the arrival of the internet age and, and this belief that who we are is nothing to do with, with what shape our bodies are. And I and 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 all of a sudden, those it's it's like a perfect storm, that's that's come together and and has given us what looks like a civil rights movement, but is is something altogether creepier than that. Man, that is. It, was your name your name used to be Sebastian? What's the story there? 
<laughs> I guess I was an early I was an earlier experimenter in in all of mm. these all of these areas. Um, you know, I I fell in love with the internet the moment I first came across it. But of course, I was I was about eighteen when we first got dial-up. I don't know if you remember the dial-up noise. This is this is something which ages mm. people. Oh, you yeah. know, if you know, if you know the noise, you're you're of a certain age. Yeah, I can remember getting dial-up in my late teens and falling mm. and just realizing what it was for. And that actually it, was, it wasn't just for looking things up the way the boomers imagine, like it's a big library. It's not for that. It's for socializing in. It's for being, it's, it's for finding your people um, in a way which has nothing to do with where you are or what you look like or, or who you are really. And I, I've, I've loved the internet ever since, I, ever since I first came across it. So I have a lot of sympathy with, with the people who now imagine that they can just reskin their meat avatar anytime, anytime they want to because they've grown up being able to do that with their digital avatars. Um, and and I guess I I changed my name to Sebastian for a bit. It was kind of an experiment. I mean, I was never, you know, fiddling around with your name and 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 being genderqueer wasn't wasn't something that the that the normie world took particularly seriously in the in the mid noughties It was a very it was very much a kind of fringe subculture at that point. Um, and so it wasn't it wasn't really something that I expected I expected anybody to be fired from work for not respecting the way the way it seems to be the case at least in some workplaces now. Um, but but it was more of a thought experiment, you know. If I changed my name to Sebastian, what would it feel like? You know, would I would would I expect people to to go along with that? Some of them did, some of them didn't. I never really my family never went along with it. I didn't feel particularly bothered about that because it seemed kind of fair enough. You know, they'd known me for a long time. Um, but it was a, yeah. it was a thought experiment, um, and I, I wanted to see how it would feel. Um, as it turned out, I, mm. I wasn't massively comfortable with being Sebastian, so I, I went oh. by Sebastian Mary for a bit, and then I just went back to being I'm Mary. Glad you, it was just easier. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad you're back to being Mary. We prefer you as Mary. Mary, come back soon. I appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right, we have state legislatures that should be good, but they suck. Why? Talk to Andy Roth about that in a moment. Before we talk to Andy Roth about that, let us do get down to the nitty gritty, shall we? About where we're going economically, worldwide economically. It'll be some rocky times, right? Are we ready? Do you have gold and silver in your physical possession? On top of weaving it into your 401k and IRA, do you have gold and silver coins? You know what that buys you? That buys you the ability to purchase goods and services you and your family need to survive no matter what happens. And maybe nothing bad does happen. Yeah, but something horrible always is coming. History says it's so. Maybe your children need those gold and silver coins you're going to buy today. Maybe it's your grandchildren. Maybe you'll never meet the person whose life you saved. Call 833-995-GOLD. Oxford Gold will mail gold and silver to your front door. They'll also get it in your 401k and IRA so your retirement doesn't go bye-bye. 833-995-GOLD. We'll be back. The red states. We talk about it all the time. Let's get to a red area. But then what do we say when we, when we talk about that? Make it redder. Become an activist. But why? It's already red. What, what do you have to worry about? Jesse, I'm in Arkansas. It's all good. No, there is a, an epidemic in this country of low-T GOP states. The reddest states have the softest 
most pathetic GOPs in the country. You want to find a real hardcore anti-communist? You got to go to California. That guy's been, he's been living behind enemy lines. But you come to Texas, John Cornyn is one of our senators here. John Cornyn is more useless than the chewed up bubble gum you stuck your hand in on the bottom of the restaurant table. Look at South Carolina's senators. Both of them suck. Anyway, joining me now, Andy Roth, president of the State Freedom Caucus Network. Andy, what is it with these red state GOPs? They're pathetic. Yeah, so here, here's, here's the answer, is basically every state capital uh, is plagued by three things. One is the establishment is full-time. So the governor, the bureaucrats, the lobbyists, they're all full-time. And then the lawmakers, though, most of them are part-time. So when a big, nasty bill comes up, these lawmakers are so busy with their full-time jobs and with their families that the only people that are touching them are lobbyists and bureaucrats and the governor. And so they're like, okay, well, if they say it's good, then it's good. And then they pass it. And then because there is no media coverage of state capitals and because voters, most voters don't know who their state rep is or their state senator is, all of this occurs in the dark. And you know that when politicians are doing things outside of the watchful eye of the public, they're gonna do bad things. And that's what's happening in red states. Uh, out of all of the Republicans in all of the state legislatures, the most liberal Republicans uh, are in Hawaii. Not a big surprise. But the second worst Republicans, South Carolina, just like you mentioned. Oh. And, that's because they, and that's because they have a culture there where everybody just says, okay, let's just do what the chamber does and let's just do what the special interest does. And every once in a while, we'll throw a little lip service to, uh, to the public about guns and babies, but we won't really do anything. And we'll continue to move the money to help the special interests. And that's the problem that's occurring. Okay, Wyoming, you know what, before we get back to how to fix it and things like that, What's going on in Wyoming? There's only something like 500,000 people in the state and about 499,000 of them are Republicans and Wyoming is still screwing things up. What's going on up there? It's precisely for that reason, is that Democrats know ah. that they cannot get elected as Democrats. So they register as Republicans and then they go and elect Liz Cheney. And then they also go into the state capitol, run as Republicans and then vote as Democrats. And that's why in the Wyoming House, this is crazy, in the Wyoming House, there are 57 Republicans and only five Democrats. But yeah, there you go, look at that screen. But if you look at their voting oh. records, it's 36 liberals to 26 conservatives. And that is why Wyoming cannot pass a ban on transgender surgeries. That's why they cannot pass a um, uh, get rid of porn in schools, and that's why they can't get rid of school choice or enact school choice. It's because Democrats run the show there. Is this something we should be doing? Should Republicans be uh, running as Democrats in New York and California? <laughs> no, I think the, the main thing that people need to do is find out who their state rep is, find out who their state senator is. If their state is lucky enough to have a Freedom Caucus, then they need to find out who is a Freedom Caucus member and find out who isn't, and then ask those that aren't in the Freedom Caucus why, and they'll give you all sorts of crazy answers, but the answer, the true answer is that because they don't believe in freedom. Um, if you live in a state that doesn't have a Freedom Caucus, 
find the most conservative members and get them to organize and get them to contact us so that maybe we can help them set up a Freedom Caucus. Yeah, when in doubt, always go to the Freedom Caucus. Andy, can you explain, do we have any good ones? Missouri seems like they're pretty on point. Uh, I'm afraid to say that there are 50 swamps in 50 states, but... We, but hold on. We obviously know that Florida stands above the rest in a lot of respects. I do fear, though, that if DeSantis moves on, then Florida is not going to be that good. The legislature will. I will say, though, and this is what makes my job so fun, is that when we do have a Freedom Caucus in a state, we are shining a bright light on all of the rhinos in those states, and they cannot stand it. And uh, this is kind of breaking news. But there are counties in South Carolina right now and counties in Idaho, county GOPs, that are censuring or um, passing a vote of no confidence against these rhinos because our Idaho Freedom Caucus and our South Carolina Freedom Caucus have exposed them. So people are waking up, and it's fun, uh, but there's still a lot of more work to do. How can people get involved, Andy? A lot of people are watching this right now and that they don't know what to do they don't know if they should run for office should they be on the phone with somebody but they want to do something what do they do so media coverage in the state capitals is is very scant i agree but the very first thing you should do is go to statefreedomcaucus.org look at our map find out where our freedom caucuses are second go on to twitter follow me at at andy roth I daily provide coverage about what's going on in all of the other states. Uh, And then lastly, just find out what the local coverage, media coverage is for your state capitals. It's not going to be conservative coverage. Uh, It's going to be liberal, but at least you'll start to pick up the names and understand who the players are. And then hopefully over time we can help identify who the conservative fighters are, who the rhinos are, and then start defeating them and getting them out of office. All right. Go help the man out. Andy, thank you for what you do. I appreciate you, man. All right. Thanks, Jesse. Take care. I got to tell you, the more I think about it, I was thinking about it when I was listening to Andy there, the more I think about it, the less I want Ron DeSantis to run for president. Why are we casting our pearls to swine? The states are where it is. <laughs> Maybe we need him to stay right there and keep leading all these low-T, useless governors around trying to get some red states red or maybe that's the way to go you know what i'm gonna make some calls anyway got light in the mood coming up in a second before we do that let's lighten your financial load because you're hanging on to a timeshare you think you're stuck in you think you're stuck in that timeshare i can't do anything i don't know what to do with it you're not stuck in your timeshare they're lying to you They try to rope people in with these contracts in the fine print in the paragraph e section nine But Lone Star Transfer caught on to this game a long time ago, and since then they've helped over 18,000 people legally and permanently get out of their timeshare. You're one phone call away from getting out. They're 99% successful. They'll get you out. 844-310-2646. All right? 844-310-2646. We'll be back. It's time to lighten the mood. And what 
brightens the day more than watching people scream at Adam Schiff, who's one of the biggest pieces of trash in Congress. So whenever he gets heckled and screamed at, we try to bring you the news. Before we get to that, let's, let's get to this. Uh, you've probably seen recently a rash of suicides with a uh, special operations community. Actually, the Navy SEALs in particular are being ravaged right now by this. Veterans, I know, are struggling. Guys come back from Iraq, Afghanistan. They're not getting the help they need ever from the VA. And it doesn't seem like anyone can help. Let me tell you, someone can. Boulder Crest can help you guys, all right? They can grab you and pull you back into the world, even if you feel like they can't. They know what they're talking about. Boulder Crest, that's where you need to go for the rest of us. That's what we need to support. We need to support Boulder Crest in their efforts to pull, put these guys back together again, to take them from being veteran to veteran and husband, veteran and father, veteran and civilian, because that's not an easy transition to make. And I love what they do. Go support them with your money. Bouldercrest.org. All right? All right. Someone yelled at Adam Schiff. Instead, it is the GOP leadership in Congress doing what it has done best for the last six years, and that is to act as the criminal defense counsel for Donald J. Trump. Well, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Capitol Police, gentlemen, will suspend. Capitol Police. People are talking about their families being Capitol Police will remove the gentleman from the audience. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Gentlemen. Let me tell you this. You're a scumbag. Let me tell you this. I got you all on video with your face with no attention to Donald J. Trump about their families dying. You guys are scumbags. All of you. Every one of you. He's a scumbag. I'll see you tomorrow. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.